Variety is the spice of life, which is why we highly recommend My Pet Chicken, because they have so much to offer. You can order day-old chicks and waterfowl, chicken supplies, hatching eggs, and there's a wealth of information on their website. Our favorite part about My Pet Chicken is that you can put together your dream chick order without any breed minimums to make your egg basket super colorful. So go to MyPetChicken.com slash DrinkAndFarm to put in your chick, duckling, or gosling order. That link lets them know that we sent you, and it's a great way to support our podcast and fulfill all of your poultry addiction needs. Hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. What'd you just open? I opened a Mad Tree Brewing Company Lift, which is a Kolsch-style ale. Mm. What'd you open over there? So I opened an Arbor Brewing Company Strawberry Blonde, which is brewed with strawberries and spices, which Mm. I had this in December when I went axe throwing. And it was delicious. Wait, you went axe throwing? I did, and I was pretty terrible at it. I won't lie. How did I not hear about this? I don't know. It was for my uh, my project management department's Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> we went through axes for like an hour and then drank beer. So I was pretty happy. <laughs> well, I just want to say it makes me pretty happy that this is episode 100 and we're still learning things about each other. <laughs> Yes. And holy shit, we made it to episode 100. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. And here's to another 100. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. From hobby farmers to large-scale real deal farmers. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and the new knowledge we gain, so hopefully you don't feel so alone in this farm thing. And sometimes we go on non-farming-related tangents, but we cut a lot of those and stick them up on our Patreon. And this episode's outtakes are exclusively for our Patreon peeps. So if you're not a Patreon yet, you can go over to patreon.com slash drinkandfarm and sign up for just $2 a month. We have all kinds of levels, though, but that $2 is going to give you exclusive recordings. Sometimes we post other fun things up there, too. Yeah, and it also gives you a discount code to our merch shop, which is something we don't talk about enough. So go check it out. We should talk about that more because who doesn't like a good deal? I mean, I love a good deal. Me too. And speaking of the Patreon, our drink peep this episode is at Honey Creek Homestead over on the Instagram, which is Kayla W. So cheers, lady. Cheers. So because it's our 100th episode, we were like, what is something really special we could talk about to like really celebrate the fact that we hit such a large milestone? 
So we thought about it for a while, and then we decided that we were going to write out 100 things we love about our farm lives. Yes. And I'm so excited about this because it totally reminded me of, you know, how like elementary kids celebrate the 100th day of school by like bringing in a 100 pennies or like a 100 Cheerios. Yes. And I just remembered that. Like I had completely erased that from my memory as a child (laughs) until you just said that. (laughs) Well, we're bringing like our 100 virtual Cheerios to you. (laughs) Our 100 pennies. (laughs) unrolled (laughs) our 100 heads up pennies because it's all like good feeling stuff oh yes (laughs) (laughs) i realize these aren't in any like particular order so i guess we should say that really quick they're just literally a hundred random things that we thought of that we thought were really fun so don't think that because of its number position that it has any more value to us if that makes sense (laughs) right and we'll be honest like we were sitting there typing at the same time a few different times and I was staring at the number 60 for a really long time so this was like a really good exercise to like really dig into like your why for like why you're doing this farm thing because sometimes they can be like why the hell did I put myself through this but this is like a really good way exercise to like dig deep into it so I highly recommend it if you need to feel good about something yeah and the very first thing that came to mind was farm views because you can't be mad when you're looking out at pastures full of animals or food or flowers or anything else that you've grown there's just something about the space on a farm. And you know what I like? The lack of neighbors. Yes. That farm view is one of my favorites, which is number two, (laughs) less neighbors. Now, I can still see my neighbor next door. And he used to lay on the deck and without his shirt on and talk to the chickens that would wander into his yard. So I still have a little too much neighbor in my life, but not compared to like the city when I used to live in um, Metro Detroit, like that was way too close. (laughs) And I want to say that I like my neighbors, but I do like the distance I have from them. It makes everybody feel like they have their own like personal space, if that makes sense. (laughs) And then number three is the farm sounds, because seriously, a rooster crowing still makes me giddy. Does it make you giddy? Um, well, I have a lot of them. So sometimes it makes me a little crazy (laughs) because they're like going off like one, two, three, four, and then it's like a game for them. Um, but you know what? Sometimes it is also quiet, which I also appreciate it. Um, what it is that, but sometimes it makes you a little worried if it's a little too quiet, but (laughs) I'll take rooster noises over city noises any day. Yeah. And then there's farm hair don't care. I mean, does it get any better than that? I mean, that's my hair most days, unless I have to go into the office. And then some days I just even have kind of the same hairdo where I like pile my hair on top of my head. But I think I can get away with it. So there's that. (laughs) (laughs) And then obviously playing in the dirt can be a lot of fun. Whether that's gardening or just doing some kind of activity where you're having to move the earth. I kind of dig that. 
Yeah, and I actually dig what dirt does to my nails. I love having a dirt manicure. I don't oh, know. I don't. It kind of makes me feel mm. like a badge of honor. <laughs> it does for me as long as I can easily like clean it out because I like I'll stare at it and it'll make me uncomfortable because then I I'm convinced I can like feel it. Oh, like, yeah, Ooh. I could see that. <laughs> you also have much nicer, prettier nails than I do. I chew on mine, so I, my hands are a hot mess. I have really strong nails, which is kind of deceiving to look at my nails. And then know that I have a farm. They probably think I don't actually do any work. <laughs> it's true. You have very nice hands. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Maybe I should pick up hand modeling in my free time. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it got weird and we're only on number eight. <laughs> Fresh country smells. Oh, like that first cut grass of the oh, year. Gosh. Oh, that's like my crack. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite. Same with uh, something that always comes to mind. I have no idea what kind of plant it is. I'm sure it's some sort of ridiculous invasive, but it's like <laughs> a wild rose bush of some kind that grows around here. Oh. Whenever I go buy it in the mower, it smells incredible. But don't get too close to it because it's also very bitey. So <laughs> <laughs> It's got teeth. Yes. Yes, it does. And the number nine is the not-so-fresh country smells, because uh, we know that farm life can also be pretty gagtastic when it comes to the smell. Yes, but the smell of cow poop makes me feel like I'm at home, because I was raised around a bunch of farms, so <laughs> it's very comforting. It's funny that you said that, because every time we go into the pasture, Jared wrinkles his nose and looks at me and says, it smells like cows out here. And I'm like, I know, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> But he apparently doesn't love it so much. So anyways, long story short, <laughs> Percy and Herc are going to get more space eventually so that their poop is just a little less concentrated. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that I really enjoy is knowing that we can do really difficult physical things. Like, I love that I can sling a 50-pound feed bag over my shoulder. Now, yesterday, I'm pretty sure I can, like, I'm convinced I pulled an ab muscle when I did that. Oh, <laughs> I feel much better today, though. So I think it was just like a reminder to watch what I was doing and lift properly. But I really enjoy that I can I can do things like that. Yeah, I agree. Like knowing that I can do those hard physical things, like I'm thinking back to last summer when I was dragging that chicken tractor around. No, it wasn't even this last summer. It was the summer before that when I had the nine millimeter disc bulge and I was like mm. going out there and picking up this damn thing anyways and moving it. Like since I've survived that, I know that I can pretty much survive anything when it comes to physical discomfort. And then number 11 is knowing we can do hard emotional things. Yeah. So obviously when you live on the farm, you're not only going to do hard physical things, but hard emotional things. Like we have that disease that runs in my flock. So it feels like every six months we have a couple chickens just kind of die. They have the same symptoms. You can only make them as com like as comfortable as you possibly can. Um, but most likely they're going to pass on. So that is very hard, but I've gone, I've come a long way since my first chicken dying and me being like, really upset and crying uncontrollably to being sad when it happens, but being able to move on faster than I was originally able to, because I just have to accept that with that disease in the flock, like, you know, I have to keep any new chickens separate. Um, and then, you know, it, it kind of is what it is. Yeah. You know, emotionally, when we said goodbye to Darby the goat, 
I think that was the hardest thing that I've had to go through on mm-hmm. the farm so far. But now I feel better emotionally prepared for any time stuff like that comes up. I mean, like, knock on wood really quick. <laughs> I haven't had any, like, big farm deaths since then. But I definitely I definitely feel better prepared to handle them because of it. So I'm grateful for that experience. Number 12 is the constant surprises because they help us be more creative and coming up with solutions. Yeah, it's nice to use our brains, huh? Yeah, I like to think so. (laughs) And number 13 is the constant surprises have also helped us learn how to just cope with constant surprises, which is not always easy. Right. And you can apply that in your life anywhere outside of farming, too. Stuff's just going to happen in... When you're in the farm industry or farm life, uh, that happens more rapidly sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I totally used to freak whenever something like unknown got thrown at me because I, I don't know, I, I'm not necessarily like a super, super planner, but I like to know what's coming at me. So whenever I got like, I don't know, like sidekicked by something, like it used to just like totally throw me off. But now I, I'm just much more prepared to deal with the punches mentally yes i agree same z's um number 14 is resiliency because we deal with so many new things and surprises that um it makes us feel more prepared overall for any emergency or crisis in life yeah for sure and you know coming along with the resiliency is like we get to learn a lot of new skills living on a farm like I know how to do so many new things now, it would be impossible to list them all. (laughs) That's fair. I mean, I I don't want to sound like a snot, but because of my upbringing, I feel like a lot of the skills I already had, maybe I just wasn't using them a lot. Um, And I had the luxury of working in a scene shop in college, so I already knew how to use a lot of power tools. Um, because of that. So it was, it's been nice to see those skills become useful in different ways. Yeah, I didn't learn how to use a drill until I moved to the farm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so much fun. It is. And speaking of skills, we also enjoy the knowledge and the constant learning that comes along with farming. Um, and just when you think you knew everything, you don't. Obviously, we already know we don't know everything. But... <laughs> There's always more to learn about the things that you even do know a lot about. That's super true. And, you know, number 17 is confidence because sometimes farm life just totally tears down your confidence. But even in those moments by the end, I think the experience ends up help building us up, if that makes any sense. Yes. Totes. My goats. <laughs> and number 18 is I found a new love for barn cats or just like cats in general. I was not a cat person before I moved to a farm, but turns out cats are pretty awesome. They are, especially when they live outside and they have a sweet <laughs> setup outside. Even better. Yes. I I too love my barn cats, especially now that even though it's crappy outside, if I open the barn door, they will come help me do chores. And it's the cutest thing. They follow me around. Sometimes I'm convinced they help me round up the ducks by standing in a certain spot so they don't go past them. 
<laughs> so they're very good. They're very good farm hands all around. Yeah, you know my cats do the exact same thing. I mean, I don't have ducks, but they follow me around and like walk <laughs> along the fence and stuff. <laughs> my favorite is uh, we watched a rooster try to attack one of the cats the other day. And the cat just like gave zero clucks about that. <laughs> he just like looked at him like, what are you going to do? <laughs> and then number 19 building on the farm cats is that I've actually just enjoyed every new animal that we've brought on the farm in one way or another. Like even those roosters that won't stop flogging. I mean, they like to flog so much. They're freaking flogging the cats now at this point. <laughs> uh, jerks. Yeah. I also really enjoy the prospect of getting new animals. <laughs> and then of course we have all the animals that we already have which we're going to count as one point for each species we'll say yeah like goats because they're goaty and adorable in like a goat way yes and obviously i love my ducks and call ducks because they provide endless entertainment and plenty of attitude and sass I also love my geese because they're just little stinkers and they're adorable to look at. And then bunnies, which I'm still trying to convince Bev she needs at least a bunny on her farm. But yeah, I do. (laughs) I mean, Aurora would love it if we got some bunnies. And then also I love having a cow. I mean, every time he moves, I still just like die on the inside from the cuteness. And then there's Herc the donk. I mean, getting a donkey was probably like, I thought it was going to be like the pinnacle of my farm life, but it turns out it was just like one of those really great milestones that I get to reflect on. And there's all sorts of new great things coming for me, which, you know, obviously the cow showed me since I got him after. And then there's the chickens who are like the barnyard gangsters. Like, what is there not to like about having chickens? We love chickens so much. And mini pig. Obviously, I love a little ham ham. And then, you know, kind of bundling into the prospect of getting new uh, new animals. Maybe alpacas someday? Huh? Huh? Yeah. I think alpacas is on the someday list for both of us at this <sighs> point. <laughs> and then, like, speaking of having or dreaming about all the animals... I've really enjoyed all of their unique personalities, and it's been kind of a happy surprise for me. It's not that I didn't know that animals didn't have their own personalities, but I feel like in livestock, it really stands out. And I think it's because of the sheer number of them that you tend to own. Like, it's perfectly acceptable to own, like, somewhere between 15 and 115 chickens. But if you owned that many dogs it would be super weird and your neighbors might not like it all that much. You can see all of their personalities when you own that many of one thing. And then number 31 is experiencing weather seasons, which I think Bev does a little better than me, especially with winter. (laughs) I like parts of winter, but I don't like all of it, but I can appreciate that I get to experience all four seasons every single year. Yeah, and I also really enjoy experiencing all the animal seasons and their various life stages. Like, all of them are just really uniquely special in their own way. And then we also have other kinds of seasons, like planting season and harvest season or harvest time, which are very exciting. No matter if you just have, like, 
microgreens that you're taking care of or, you know, a full-blown beautiful garden like Bev has. Yeah. And in fact, planting something new and succeeding is something else that just like totally brings me all the joy in farm life. And like, I really enjoy planting something new and failing because (laughs) with each failure, you learn something new that you can do better next time. Absolutely. And then number 37 is we get to appreciate time living through all of these seasons and different planting phases and raising phases in the farm life. Like in each literal and figurative sense, time just feels more obvious and cherishable. Yes. And then obviously the people, we all have a special bond um, with those who have been in our muck boots walked in the same muddy tracks without falling together Um, because you really don't know what it's like until you've, you know, felt the joys and the disappointments of the farm life. Um, So it's really neat that even if we don't know someone, we at least have some common, you know, some common ground in experiences. Yeah. And number 39 is I really like the dynamic that it's brought to my marriage because we've gotten into a really cool groove. Like basically, I say I want something. He says no. It shows up six months later anyways. And then he ends up loving it too. (laughs) (laughs) And you haven't gotten divorced. (laughs) We have not. And so far we have no plans. So it's working. That's good. Yeah. I will say that I do enjoy the dynamic I mean, I have something similar with animals. Maybe just not as, like, rapidly as you or maybe as l- a large animal as you <laughs> yet. Uh, but I will say that it it does help to have a partner that is actively engaged in at least some capacity because, I mean, he does chores when I'm in the office, if he gets home before me. Or, you know, if somebody's not feeling good, we step in and, you know, take on the extra weight for someone else. So I agree. It is nice to have that person around to help. Yep. (laughs) And number 40, you are like never bored. (laughs) There's always (laughs) something to fix or build or dream about. Or you're on Instagram scrolling through and chatting with people about farm things. So, yep, never a dull moment. Yeah, and you're also never out of things to dream about because you can dream about getting fancy geese or a cow and then, bam, you get them and you get to move on to dreaming about the next dream that's waiting for you. (laughs) Yeah. And also, living on a farm makes me want to be wiser with what we have because physically knowing what it takes to raise chickens to laying age and then keep them healthy so that, you know, they'll bear eggs or growing fruit or herbs or vegetables. I feel like now I can truly appreciate all the effort that goes into our food. So living on a farm has made me want to use that more wisely. Hmm. I like that. And then number 43 is I feel like farm life has helped give me a truer sense of self or myself. Like it's really easy to imagine how you think that you should be, but farm life throws you into so many different directions and situations. Your natural tendencies just kind of get an opportunity to take over. And when they're so obvious, I feel like 
it's easier to recognize them and take steps in your life to really honor them. Yeah, I agree. It definitely makes you realize what you're made out of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was a really fancy way to say that. <laughs> Glad I could boil it down. <laughs> I was being deep. <laughs> you were. Like, I was reading some of yours, and I'm like, man, I'm just going to type out each kind of animal I have. Done. <laughs> This is why we work so well together. Mm -hmm. So for me, I wrote number 44 and 45 because I've experienced these two things a lot lately. So for 44, it's being able to go outside and verbally rage, aka talk to myself rather loudly when doing chores. Um, It actually helps a ton with my anxiety because really nobody else is listening to me. And I just get to say it out loud. And sometimes that's enough for me. Sometimes I just need to verbally process. And sometimes it's not appropriate to do that in front of another human that is maybe like not a therapist. (laughs) I can understand that. So sometimes I like to go do that. Like I'll literally be walking around and kind of like yelling a little loud. And I have neighbors like that can see me. So I try to like watch it. But really, it's just the animals kind of looking at me funny most of the time. And then for 45, being able to flip pools like the duck pools that we have also helps me to safely, usually, I cut my thumb last week, but um, oh no, gets, it helps me get some physical energy out. Maybe that's like the equivalent of farm CrossFit instead of flipping tires, like I'm flipping duck pools um, to get some of that energy out as a form of exercise because with that verbal rage sometimes comes energy and sometimes it's not even negative energy sometimes it's like I'm just really excited about something and I can't sit still yeah so I want to go outside and work some of that off but I'm not a runner so I have to do something farm related (laughs) me neither we have a lot in common (laughs) yes (laughs) and then I also really appreciate on my farm that I have access to my favorite place which is the hayloft especially now that I have like a stack of hay bales that I can climb to the top of. Um, So that is like my favorite place because I think that goes back to my childhood where I spent a lot of time in the hay mow with my cousins because there was like basketball hoop up there and we'd just go up there and and climb bales and have fun. And there were always like barn kitties up there too. So I think I, that's why I like the hayloft so much at our barn in our barn. Yeah, my favorite place on our farm is the pasture. There's something really peaceful about the pasture. And now that it has animals in it, it's just like a hundred times better to me than it was when Mm. it was empty. But even when it was empty, I loved just walking our pasture. Obviously, another piece of the farm life that I really enjoy is finding fun new farm products to use. And this is not a shameless plug for any of our sponsors Well, I guess it kind of is. And it's not really shameless, I guess. I don't know. Because I really like everything that we have from our sponsors. And I'm I'm thankful that this podcast helps us find new things to use on our farms to make our lives easier. Yeah, for sure. And then you wrote this one, but I totally agree with it. (laughs) So I'll say it. Number 49, we get to wear flannel and not feel totally ironic. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I wore flannel in the 90s, ironically. (laughs) That was a different time, though. It was. (laughs) And I also really enjoy, like, feeling like I'm connected to my roots since my family has a farming background. 
So I really enjoy that aspect. Yeah. If you're still feeding your flock mealworms, you'll want to listen to this. We know you love your flock just as much as we do, which is why we strongly encourage you to spoil your flock with Grubbly Farms Grubblies. With Grubblies, you can give your chickens all that protein for their feathers, plus 50 times more calcium than mealworms to provide for their eggs. When you switch from mealworms to grublies, you'll start noticing a difference in the quality of your eggs, and your flock will follow you everywhere. Grublies are safely and sustainably harvested in the United States at FDA-approved grub farms to ensure the highest levels of food safety and quality for our feathered families. Every batch is then tested for any potential contaminants and pathogens and packaged with love for your fluffy family to enjoy. So say goodbye to throwing handfuls of made-in-China mealworms to your chickens and hello to a happier, healthier flock with Grubbly Farms Grubblies, the official chicken snack of the Drink and Farm podcast. Head on over to grubblyfarms.com and use code FARM15 to get 15% off your first order and Grubblies always ship free. So number 51 is being able to share the farm experience with the young ones. And yeah, my kids, they love growing up on a farm. I mean, I think my 14-year-old loves it just a little less than the (laughs) (laughs) 8-year-old. But I like to think that when he's an adult, he'll think back fondly on his time caring for the chickens. (laughs) Yeah, I, I think with my stepkids, too, we don't have them super frequently but i think they at least think it's really neat that there's so many different animals at dad's and if that's all they really take out of it and learning like how to you know how sam and dad take care of animals um and seeing that discipline if that's all they take from it like i think that's like more than enough yeah for sure based on our little setup that we have Yeah, and I also really love sharing the farm with other friends and family, like just besides the kids. One of the things we do on our farm every year is we host our family reunion now on my husband's side of the family. And that's become a really special like tradition to them. And sharing it with them just makes my heart super happy. So for number 53, I really like that the farm keeps me active because I really like to like veg out after work and watch really horrible reality TV. So the farm keeps me from gaining all the weight. And one of the things my doctor pointed out to me when I was talking to her about my anxiety, she says that it's actually a really great thing to have something to care for. Um, and having, you know, as many animals as we do and having that physical activity and having something to care for is actually a really helpful tool for anxiety. So not only does it help with my physical health, but it also helps with my mental health. That's awesome. Yeah. And I love that I'm empowered to get to use farm fresh ingredients Mm. for my family from our farm. That was like one of my whole points in doing this. (laughs) And I really like being able to grow really tiny, simple things, either on purpose or on accident, that the animals will enjoy. Like, we have these really great willow trees on the property. I'd call that growing on accident because they're kind of here and I'm not (laughs) killing them. So that's a bonus. I mean, you get to take credit for that. Yeah, I'll take it. They're beautiful. (laughs) And then, like, growing herbs um, in hanging baskets for my chickens and like being able to put mint in their water or feed them oregano as a healthy snack. Um, I just, I really like that too. 
Yeah, and being able to reuse all of the animal poo for fertilizer and all of those things that you're growing either on purpose or accident is pretty freaking awesome. So Bev, would you say that driving the tractor that you guys have is one of your favorite things? Uh, Yes, I don't get to drive said tractor nearly often enough. And our neighbor built his own barn. So now it doesn't even live here anymore. (laughs) But it does come to visit every now and then. And I like to drive it when it's here. (laughs) And in fact, I would add on that and say that I really enjoy driving all of the farm vehicles. Like, I love the mower. I love driving the utility vehicle. And I'm hoping someday to learn how to drive while towing a trailer so that I can take Herc on fun hiking adventures. (laughs) And apparently some people take cows on hiking adventures, too. So maybe Percy will get to come someday, too. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm going to be the talk of the trails. (laughs) Yeah, you are. (laughs) I also really enjoy that I have a good farm vet that I can learn from. Now, we haven't had one come out to our property, but I really enjoy the vets at my local vet where I take the goats to get disputted and fixed. Um, They're just really great to work with, and it makes me feel a little more confident in making some of the decisions that you have to make on the farm. Oh, yeah. A good farm vet wants you to learn from them also, for sure. And then I already kind of mentioned, but I really like climbing the haystack to get the, to the top so I can throw bales down. Um, unless my husband has been pulling them off incorrectly and then I have I don't have bale steps to get up there, um, which oh. happened the other day. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's fired. Yes. <laughs> well, I like the hay too. I'm going to build on that because like I got to use our hay to build a really cool obstacle course for the Girl Scouts for them to earn a badge over the summer and they really loved that like we had all that hay to do that with for them i also really appreciate that the farm generates never-ending podcast and social media content (laughs) hooray (laughs) hooray (laughs) and that it forces me to get over my fears of things like heights which i'm not totally over and of needles also not totally over but it's much more tolerable Yeah, it's definitely helped me get over some of my fears. My biggest fear is change. (laughs) (laughs) You are in the wrong business. (laughs) Yes, but I'm rolling with the change that happens around here. So it's helped me get over that, I think. I mean, for the most part. Good. I also really like feeling sore in a good way after a long day of farm chores or like farm projects. You know what I mean? Not like I have a nine millimeter bulge in my disc or or whatever you had pain but like just sore (laughs) yeah sore like you did something useful and productive and that wasn't like intentionally really damaging you further yes there we go (laughs) yeah no i get it and it also helps you sleep better at night right yes and we can't forget being able to drop farm knowledge in front of non-farm people that's one of my favorite things to do especially as an introvert it's a great way to like introduce yourself and say something interesting because a lot of people probably don't know that about you and if they do then they're probably at least curious enough to ask questions yeah I really like that too um it's really helped open up conversation for me because I am genuinely not very good at conversing with strangers unless I have like three beers in my hand (laughs) And it's really fun to be able to sell or share farm fresh eggs. I mean, we all know that chickens produce like a ton of eggs. That's true. Yes. Um, I also 
you know, speaking of chickens, enjoy colorful egg baskets. And then also with eggs, being able to see chicks hatch out of eggs. Also pretty cool. <laughs> and then when they hatch, you get to play the guessing game of is it a hen or a roo? I don't know how much I like that. That feels more like gambling. When you <laughs> it is kind of like gambling. I- I'm trying to look on the bright side here. Okay. <laughs> And seeing broody hens do their mama thing is really cute. Like, watching them teach chicks how to eat and drink is, like, one of the cutest things you'll ever see in your whole entire life. Watching live births happen on your farm is also a really real rush when it's not just, like, a chick hatching, but, like, baby goat coming out of a a female goat. Kind of intense, uh, but also very exciting. (laughs) You can say vagina on the podcast. Vagina. <laughs> yeah, and being able to chase hawks away to save your flock. I feel like we've all done that at one point, right? Yeah, and it usually involves me running around like a crazy person and screaming and then realizing retroactively what it probably looked like to my neighbors who might have seen me. I mean, I'm just thankful I haven't had to do it naked yet. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> And then being able to see the circle of life happen right in front of your face, sometimes too rapidly, it makes you appreciate life in a whole different way. And one of my other new favorite things, this has happened more recently, my male goose likes to start following me when I'm not looking. And it's because he's trying to like show me who's boss, but he'll only do it when my back's turned. (laughs) So I think it's because he knows we're getting closer to spring and that's when his ladies are going to start laying their eggs. So I think he's getting a little more protective. You have a stalker. (laughs) I do. He does it to my husband too. It's so funny. (laughs) And number 74 is I love feeling confident and comfortable not wearing makeup. Yes. Oh my gosh. I... (laughs) Before we started this podcast and before we started, like, before I really started anything on Instagram or YouTube, I wouldn't have been caught dead without makeup on in a selfie. But now it's like Chicken Selfie Sunday is, like, usually makeupless, And I do not care. <laughs> yeah. And because of that, I also love spending less money on all of those, like, hair and makeup products. Because we already mentioned, like, farm hair way, way up at the top of the list. Um, yeah, less money being spent. It's awesome. And also because we're buying less things like for hair and makeup products, I use less plastic, which just makes my heart happy. You know, less products equal less plastic. That's true. Obviously. That is true. (laughs) I mean, I could seriously, the rest of this list could be all of the things I love about not having to spend that much time taking care of myself in that manner, if that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) like i feel good in my natural state (laughs) that's good and then number 78 for me is switching from a consumer mindset to a producer mindset that's made me feel really good yeah i don't know that i've felt that quite yet because of my retention of all my baby goats but (laughs) (laughs) but i'm getting there Hey, you get to get there in your own time. (laughs) There we go. And then number 79, I think we both feel like we are a part of something bigger, especially with the platform we've kind of put out there with our podcast and our social medias. 
Um, it is really neat to feel like we're something bigger, doing something bigger, not just from like a look at us, we have a podcast standpoint, but also, you know, doing things like not using as much plastic and producing our own food. Yeah. And it's also nice to be a part of a community that has such a noble history like farming. Yes. I also really feel a lot of joy in being able to support another small farmer um, when I'm able to order things from them, like when I need to get hay from the guy across the road for me. That actually makes me really happy because it's somebody that I get to interact with often and I get to help him out. And number 82 is all the boots. Do you know how many pairs of boots I own now? <laughs> like I have boots for all of the different things. Oh and my gosh. It makes me so freaking happy. <laughs> I just have one pair of sloggers that sh- probably should not suffice for winter boots. Oh but <laughs> they work. I just wear warm You socks. need more boots. <laughs> uh, go buy podcast merchandise so Sam can buy appropriate footwear. <laughs> <laughs> And then number 83 is the distance. Being so far out in the country makes it so that restaurants are kind of far away. So I feel like I eat out less. Yeah, I just order more pizza. And then I also have feelings of wanting (laughs) to start like Postmates or Grubhub or something in my small town so I can benefit from it. Because sometimes I want food that's away from the farm that is like five minutes away. But I don't really want to leave the farm. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, because of that distance for me, I also feel like since the stores are so far away, I also just generally buy less things as long as I stay off the internet and the online shopping. Amazon (laughs) is dangerous. That's my kryptonite. And when you have a farm, you also have a built-in excuse to cancel your plans. (laughs) Like, you know, sorry, my goat needs me tonight. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but you also have a built-in excuse to go to all the farm-related gatherings, like Coop Camp. Yes, please. Yes. And I really love getting to impress people with my newfound kitchen skills. Like, I love to be like, oh, yes, I did make this loaf of bread. <laughs> or this quiche was made with all of my chicken eggs. It makes me feel really fancy for some reason. <laughs> I'm not a very, like, braggy person. But when it comes to, like, the food I get to create here, it always just, like, brings me a real sense of pride. And I also like being able to buy all the farm decor for my house. And it totally matches my lifestyle. Like, I have a pair of chicken salt and pepper shakers that are super old, and it's from my grandma's side of the family. And my husband got me a different pair that are kind of similar, just different colors from an antique shop. So they're also super cool and old. So I have something to collect now. Yeah. And number 89 is I feel like we're really easy to buy gifts for now. Like, does it have a chicken on it or a donkey (laughs) or a pig or geese? Like, please, just give it to me. And then we would be remiss not to mention number 90, which is being able to crack open a beer while doing non-machinery relating far- relating farming activities. <laughs> yeah, and I also really love being able to look at something that I've been doing for a long time and then improving on it to make it better or more efficient. Yes. Agreed. And we've both gotten better about planning for things in advance. Oh, Yeah. We're continuing to try to get better, but it's so much more fun when you're not panicking and the farm has forced me to be better at planning out projects. For sure. 
And I also like being in a position where I can help other farmers out, like that guy across the road that I buy hay from. He also stores it in my barn, which is super convenient for me. (laughs) And I don't (laughs) charge him. So I like being able to help him out. That's awesome. And I don't know about you, Bev, but I kind of feel like I'm way less squeamish these days than I used to be. Yeah, I second that. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And also getting to experience the feeling of a freshly cleaned stall or coop. There's nothing quite like it. It's one of the best feelings until the goat like comes back in and immediately craps all over the place. Oh, well, yeah. They have to make it smell like them, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. I also really appreciate being able to kick back and watch chicken TV because chickens are just really fun to watch. Yeah. And building on that, the feeling that you get when you call your chickens and they come running towards Mm -hmm. you, that's pretty freaking awesome. That's what true power feels like. (laughs) It kind of makes me feel like the ringleader in my own circus. (laughs) Oh, I like that. And the farm has also forced me to be more outgoing when I need to connect with other farmers for things like goat stud services. It's taken me a long time to get here, but I'm definitely more outgoing when asking other farmers for the services that they provide that I need. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Same for me. And it's also, it's just like totally helped bring me out of part of my introverted shell because it's also helped make me ask other people for help when I need it because I know that my friends and family want to help when I need it. So by not asking them, I'm totally stealing that joy of helping from them. Mm. So I'm getting better. Like having a farm makes you realize like you need help. Yes. You cannot do it alone. (laughs) No. And then number 100, we're just living our dream lives every dang day. Yes. Yes, we are. And it's a pretty incredible feeling. Yes. So yeah, episode 100, 100 great things about living the farm life. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed putting those lists together and it was even more fun going through and saying them out loud. Yeah. Once they were all written down, it was great. But when I was staring at that, I was like, there is no way we're going to do this in the same day, but we totally did. And you know what? That's just the moral of the story of the farm life is you got to push yourself to your limits and you'll do things that you never thought were possible. That's right. (laughs) We hope you guys enjoyed our list and enjoyed maybe learning something new about us or something else. But if we forgot anything that you love about farm life, be sure and tell us inside our Facebook group. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, we got a request for more personal information about ourselves. So, I mean, I talked about my anxiety and being in a haymow. So, if it doesn't get more personal than that, I I don't know what would. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for We Can't Even Corner. Yay! Yeah. So, Beth, what can't you even about this week? So this week I learned that there's a new sport, or I don't know if it's new. It's not new. It's new to me sport? Yeah, it's new to Bev. (laughs) When I saw this, I was like, oh my God, I totally forgot this was a thing. (laughs) So it turns out that there's a thing, and it's donkey basketball. Yes. 
Yep. And I did Google this after I saw what your can't even was because I was like, did I dream this? And I was like, no, it was a thing. And it used to come to my high school. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I ever went, but I remember it being in the newspaper. So my mom listens to this. So I'm sure she'll talk to me after she listens to this and remind me all about it. (laughs) But yeah, it's a thing. (laughs) It's been around for a while. (laughs) That's so funny. So this article is from KLKNTV.com. And it says two teams of four battled it out on the basketball floor in Crete Middle School's gym. And it's not the kind of basketball you'd expect. It's donkey basketball. (laughs) And in a nutshell, you have to be on a donkey to score, and you have to be connected to them to even get the ball. And the struggle of the game is just simply goofy. And I can imagine. Can you imagine having eight donkeys out on a basketball court? That's kind of crazy. I mean, I guess, yes, you can imagine it because you've seen this before. <laughs> I mean, it in the newspaper, but not okay. personal, <laughs> not that I can remember. And it says, it's just one of the funniest things you'll see. And it helps the community get together. There's people from all the schools, from the businesses, farmers, firemen. And that was what this president of the FFA alumni said. And one of the players said, it was fun riding the donkey and playing basketball is not something that you do every day. (laughs) Apparently, the game is a definite crowd pleaser, and they said, you'll see people try to get on the donkey, you'll see them get on and falling right off, you'll see them get bucked off, you'll see them make shots and fall off, you'll see some of the donkeys that absolutely refuse to move, and some that will move really fast, and some that will buck. So basically, it's like like everyone's <laughs> cheering for a crash. <laughs> I mean, it's not fun if something doesn't go wrong. <laughs> right? <laughs> And the best part of it all is that the writing partners hardly know how to participate, and that's the donkeys. So that means that they don't train the donkeys for this specifically. No. And I do feel kind of bad for the donkeys (laughs) a little bit because it's got to be a little traumatic to have people jumping on and off of you. Yeah, I can't imagine doing that to Herc. But also, like, I couldn't tell from the photos if they were using minis or standards. I'm assuming that if you have to ride the donkeys that they're using standards or it's kids that are playing the game. But could you imagine the liability waivers you would have to sign to have your kid participate in that, though? Holy smokes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So apparently they do this as like a fundraiser for Mm -hmm. the FFA. And they raised a couple thousand dollars with this, which is, like, pretty substantial. Yeah. Totally. Apparently, getting kicked by a donkey is pretty, like, par for the course. They said that getting kicked by a donkey is about, like, taking an offensive lineman. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe it is kids that are playing it because it sounds like that was a football player. Yeah. I'm going to have to look up some videos of this donkey basketball thing. You should, yeah. (laughs) So what's your can't even this week? So my can't even this week is from an article uh, from OutsourcingPharma.com, which doesn't sound super legit, but but the topic is, um, because I've seen it floating around Facebook, and you know, if it's on Facebook, it's totally true. I mean, Um, yeah. (laughs) That was sarcasm, by the way, people. (laughs) I know. Um, I know you know. I just want to make sure everybody else is aware. (laughs) Good idea. 
Um, so the title is FDA allows research animals to enter retirement. Hmm. So I'm going to read through the article. It's pretty short here. And it says animals used in lab research can be made available for adoption after their involvement in research at U.S. FDA facilities. The change in policy was not officially announced and instead was reported by The Hill at the end of the last week, three months after the change was made without announcement by the U.S. FDA. In the policy document, the agency details the healthy live animals that are available following regulatory investigations will be allowed to be adopted as pets. Previously, animals would be often euthanized following the completion of research. Oh, that's like adding insult to injury. Yeah. The animals currently used in research and made available for adoption will include dogs, cats, rabbits, guinea pigs, and in certain circumstances, farm animals, such as pigs and sheep. Non-human primates, so monkeys, will be potentially be transferred to approved animal sanctuaries. The action follows the proposal of an amendment to the U.S. Animal Welfare Act to allow for adoption or non-laboratory placement of certain animals used in federal research, otherwise known as the Animal Freedom for Testing Experiments and Research Act, or AFTER. As a result, a number of backers of this amendment welcomed the FDA's decision to enact the policy change. The decision follows a high-profile case that saw the agency end a study into the impact of nicotine addiction after four, four squirrel monkeys died during testing. Later that year, the FDA announced measures to attempt to minimize the use of dogs in research as part of its overall attempts to reduce the use of animal testing. So when I first started this, I couldn't really... I can't, I couldn't even (laughs) really figure out how I felt about it, but I feel like now that I've noodled on it for a while, it's a step in the right direction because they're not taking perfectly healthy animals that, you know, weren't really harmed by the testing necessarily and euthanizing them. Um, I can see both sides of the pros and cons of animal testing, so... I don't want to get into that debate because that could get real real quick. But I thought it was interesting that they're just now getting to this space of rehoming healthy animals that have participated in these research studies. Yeah, I am happy to hear that. And <laughs> You sound like, like how I felt after I first read it. <laughs> yeah, clearly I didn't read this yet. <laughs> so I'm just like, uh, uh, but so it's funny because this kind of reminded me that we still do animal testing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's something that I feel like is really easy to put from your mind when mm-hmm. it's not something that you're like confronted with every day. So it was kind of right. like a splash of ice water in the face to be reminded. Yeah. That we still do that. I think that's why I couldn't, I didn't really know how to take it at first either. But once being reminded, it made me happy that they're taking steps in the right direction to kind of phase out of that stuff and, or think about how they're doing it a little better. Yeah. And it, this is a good reminder that in everything that we do as humans, we're able to reevaluate those things and make improvements mm-hmm. to those programs so yeah I mean I have to say that I err on the side of I don't really care for animal testing but like you I understand why they do it for some things 
Yeah. It's just unfortunate that it's unfortunate that it it's a thing. Right. <laughs> but think of it in terms of not maybe like beauty products, but in products of life-saving medication medications or yes. cancer treatments. It's unfortunate that we have to test them on something. And maybe some people would say that, you know, animals and humans are equal and just do it on the humans, but not everybody feels that way. So, you know, I'm kind of in the same camp of you as it's not great, but at least they're trying to make it better. Well, and I'm glad that you pointed out like the testing of life-saving medicine and cancer treatments, because I feel like that helps like put it in a whole new light of seeing the necessary part of it because it's funny like during our 100 list we just listed out like how we're using so many less beauty products like it's ridiculous yeah you know beauty products a lot of them still do animal testing so I guess that's another like win for the less beauty products category yeah it is So make sure you send us your can't evens and you can do that by posting them in the Facebook group or sending them to us via Facebook Messenger or Instagram, or you can email them to us at drinkandfarm at gmail.com. We do like to share those on our mini-sodes. And be sure and leave us a review because we read one of those a week on the podcast. And we take all the reviews that we read for the whole month and we pick a random winner. And that person gets an exclusive coffee mug to use for your drinking and farming that is not and will never be in the shop. So you definitely want to go over to iTunes and leave us a review. So since this is our 100th episode, I'm going to read the first review that was ever left for our podcast. The title is Enjoy These Ladies So Much, and it was left by Flojo4444. And the date it was left is June 5th, 2018. Oh, that feels like it was forever ago. (laughs) I'm a podcast junkie and a quote-unquote urban homesteader. So when I saw that two people I follow on Instagram were creating a podcast, I knew I had to give it a listen. So glad I did. I'm not much of a wine or beer drinker, but it doesn't matter. I feel like I know these ladies and enjoy the weekly chats they have. I really like the mini informational episode that they put out on hatching eggs. It's fun to follow along on their farm adventures. So thanks so much, Flojo, for leaving us that review like a year and a half ago. Just some quick housekeeping and announcements. As a reminder, Coop Camp 2020 has been announced, which is basically Chicken People Weekend Convention in Indianapolis, Indiana, and it's taking place June 5th through 7th. We will be there, and you should be too. Be sure and hit the subscribe button and download the episode when you listen, because this helps more people like you find us. And do us a favor and take a screenshot of you listening to this episode and post it over in your Instagram stories and tag at drink and farm. We will send you a promo code to get a certain percentage off in the shop. If you do that for us. Yeah. And we have something new going on over in our YouTube channel. Go check out our drink and farm YouTube channel. If you watch some of our more recent episodes in there, we've uploaded some farm videos to enjoy while you listen. So be sure and go check that out. And make sure you take a look at the show notes to find links to all the things and a survey to tell us how we're doing and all of our social media goodness and our merch shop. So that's it, guys. Thanks so much for listening to our 100th episode. Woo! So fancy. I'm so proud of us. Me too. It's good to feel pride like that. Yes. 
And until next time, drink, farm, and give zero clucks. Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things, we farm things, we drink 